Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of GBB Live, a podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network, alongside the Core 4 Podcast, the 3&D Podcast, and the Starting 5 Podcast. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, downloading, whatever you need to do on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. And Grizzly Bear Blues is a blog under SB Nation. You can find it on the web at grizzlybearblues.com or on Twitter at SB and Grizzlies. I'm your host, Parker Fleming, filling in for site manager, Joel Molinax, and I'm having two special guests with us. First, let me introduce Mr. Hustle himself, Brandon Abraham. Brandon, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, You know, I'm living the dream, Parker, you know, enjoying life, watching, you know, the hustle play about every other day. Things couldn't be better. Absolutely. And Brandon is absolutely killing our hustle coverage coverage of our other guests as well grizzlies two-way player sean mcdermott live from the nba g league bubble sean how are you doing today sir i'm doing well thank you yeah so sean just want to ask how is the bubble going for you thus far i know you've only been there for a week not as long as your other teammates but how is the bubble treating you so far yeah it's it's been really good for me um, to get an opportunity to come down here um, and play some extended minutes and, and just play basketball again. Um, it's, it's been really good. And then get to bond with these guys, um, get to know the coaching staff, the support staff. Um, it's, it's been a great opportunity for me. And Sean, um, we had a Jason March on another one of GBB's podcasts a couple of weeks ago, and he kind of said he fished a lot during his downtime. Um, what have you found yourself doing to stay busy kind of during the downtime, the little bit that you get between games? Yeah, I mean, with, with how much we're playing, um, the quick turnarounds, recovery has been huge. So uh, whether it be getting in the Normatex, doing recovery in the pool, um, that's an aspect that's taken up some time. Um, but then um, things like reading, watching videos, watching the Grizzlies play, watching other NBA games, um, watching college basketball, um, so it's been a combination of, you know, kind of reading and, and then watching basketball is pretty much what's taken up most of my time. Yeah, for sure. 
And, you know, your Grizzlies teammates had gone to experience the bubble last season. They were there for about three, four weeks or so. Just if they gave you any advice going into it, like what kind of advice did they give you as far as enduring the bubble? Because, I mean, we've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, the mental toll of the bubble last year. So did they just give you any advice before you uh, made your trip down to Orlando? Um, you know, not a ton because it's different in the sense that they were here for a much longer time. I'm only going to be here for two weeks. Um, but the the little advice that they did give was just find something that can keep you um, interested when you're not playing and, and kind of roll with that. So that's what I've done with the, the reading and watching and studying film. And, and Sean, so you're kind of in a unique situation this year on a two-way, um, you know, in a non-COVID year, you're kind of splitting your time between South Haven and Memphis. Um, but, you know, you're spending a lot of time in FedEx Forum. You know, obviously being sent down to the bubble, um, things are a lot different. So just what's it kind of like being a two-way in this kind of weird season we're in? Yeah, no doubt. It's definitely been weird, um, you know, with the bubble only being five weeks um, and then me – only being here for two weeks of it um, has made it kind of tough to, you know, slide right in and be a part of the hustle. But the the coaching staff and the players have done a really good job of welcoming me. Um, the the good thing and the part that has made it really easy is that the Grizzlies and Hustle are um, really working together. The offensive sets are the same. The defense is the same. So um, through training camp and my time with the Grizzlies so far, I came here and, and knew exactly what the Hustle were doing. So uh, that was a seamless transition, but overall, I think it's just, it's, it's obviously a different year, like you said, because of the limited time that I am going to spend with the hustle. Um, and I didn't get the full five weeks with them. Um, but again, it's, it's been a pretty seamless transition because of the, the consistency between the two programs. And, and Sean, so you kind of talk about the seamless transition, um, you know, and there's not, you know, I guess a ton of difference in your role but just kind of what's the difference between playing with the Grizzlies and hustle? Um, Jason March told us earlier this week that kind of, you know, he preaches, you know, the next shot mentality, you know, wants you to keep shooting, even if, you know, one or two don't go in. Um, is that any different than, you know, being with the Grizzlies? Or are you kind of more uh, self-conscious with the Grizzlies, you know, since it's at the NBA level? Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit different. You know, with the Grizzlies, I'm stepping in as a, a rookie who's on a two-way um, I need to know my role, know what I'm in there for, um, and, and play to the best of my ability for the four, five, six-minute stretches that I got in there. Um, here I get the opportunity to play a little more freely. Um, some stuff is drawn up for me. And like you said, the next shot mentality, I don't think I'd take eight threes with the Grizzlies. And if I'm, if I'm not really hitting them, I'm going three for eight the other day with the hustle. I don't think I would have continued to shoot those shots um, with the Grizzlies. But that's exactly what I'm here for is to – to get some opportunities and to try and work on my game and expand my game and, and get comfortable with taking those shots. And hopefully that can translate um, when I'm back with the Grizzlies. You know, Sean, you had mentioned how the Grizzlies and the hustle, you know, they've been in great communication with each other and it just kind of made this a seamless transition for you, you know, adjusting from playing with the Grizzlies and taking on a larger role with the hustle before coming down here, or even just while you've been down in the bubble, just what did Coach Jenkins just communicate to you as far as uh, what to work on and 
you know, what he wants to see out of you in your time with the hustle and the bubble? Yeah, his biggest thing was just that I'm not here. I don't have to worry about hitting all my shots or scoring. That's not what they're looking at. Um, he, he told me before I came down here that they just want me to play the same way that I was playing with the Grizzlies. Um, play defense, keep my guy in front, um, play with a lot of effort, 100% effort the entire time I'm on the court, rebound, do the little things that, that might go unnoticed to, to just casual fans, but um, they, they recognize that that stuff matters. And then while I'm down here, shoot the shots. Um, and if I don't make them, that's okay. That's not what they're looking at. They just want to see me be aggressive um, and play extremely hard while I'm on the court. For sure. You know, Sean, uh, upon when the Grizzlies signed you to your two-way contract, you know, doing some research, finding out who you are as a player, I came across an article where, you know, everyone's trying to find the next Duncan Robinson and his story and his rise to where he is today is well chronicled, even launched his own podcast called The Long Shot. But in one of the articles I had found, it was comparing like it was somebody using a stat that was like a Duncan Robinson comparison stat where you were the most comparable player to him in this year's draft and probably the seventh most relatable player in the past decade in college basketball to him. And I had remembered that you had mentioned that you had had conversations with Robinson um, leading into your debut in the NBA, just what were those conversations like and just what are some areas of his game that you're trying to take out, take out of his and put into your game? Yeah, obviously he's a great player, um, an unbelievable shooter, but I think he does kind of what, what I just mentioned is, yeah, he shoots the ball really, really well. And people notice that, but he does other things on the court too. Um, he, he has to guard. If he wasn't able to guard anybody, um, he wouldn't be out there because you can't, score 15 points and give up 30. So um, it's little things where, where that's kind of what we talked about is, yeah, he's known as a shooter, but he does other things on the court. And, and he just told me going into everything, you know, obviously you're a shooter. That's what you're known for. Um, shoot with confidence. Uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to miss. You have to move on. Kind of like what you're talking about with coach here, telling me the next shot mentality um, and, and just work hard, extremely hard every day, get better every day, um, be in the gym, be a gym rat, and it'll all pay off in the end. It's obviously paid off for him, and and hopefully I can reach the same amount of success that he's had um, in his early career. For sure, and just, you know, we mentioned, we just touched on uh, Duncan and your relationship with him, your comparison to him. Are there any other players that you model your game after, any other players that you even reach out to as far as picking their brain on what they've added to their game and kind of just in that shooter archetype, I guess. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't reached out to these guys, but obviously shooters like JJ Reddick, Kyle Korver. Um, it, it was, it's cool to see Reddick up close and personal um, and, and play against him and see how hard he cuts and how he creates space to get into a shot. Um, and how little space he actually needs to shoot the ball and get his shot off. So uh, just studying little stuff like that how he cuts, how he gets people's hands off of him, how he uses his body to get open, um, his footwork. Uh, those are all little things that I watch and try and take from. Awesome, awesome. And Sean, kind of going back to the uh, bubble a little bit here, 
Um, what's kind of been your favorite moment so far? Um, you know, you've had some pretty good shooting game. You had a big putback slam. I think it was right before halftime yesterday. Uh, is there any moment that's kind of stood out for you so far in the past four games? Uh, I think just these back-to-back -back wins, obviously. The first two games, um, we walked away with losses, which is nobody that's a competitor wants to lose games. So to get back on a, on a little roll here and win two in a row, and hopefully we can win these last two also, um, that's been the highlight for me is just everybody coming together and nobody's hung their head or given up or gotten selfish and said, okay, well, you know, we're out of the playoff race, so I'm just going to go do my own thing now. Um, everybody's stuck together. Guys have played really well together. We've shared the ball, um, played pretty well on defense for the majority of both games and walked away with two wins. So I think that's been um, the best part for me, the most exciting part. And Sean, you talked a little bit about, you know, building chemistry and kind of getting to know the guys down there. Uh, is there anybody in particular who you've, you know, kind of gotten close with and working a lot with or, you know, since it's only been a few games and you haven't been there too long, is it just kind of the same with everybody? Yeah, no, I think I think this team's actually pretty good about everybody is is pretty close with each other. Um, the group hangs out and, and, you know, you have your own little team room where you can play some different games, eat your food, eat your lunch, do whatever, um, hang out in there, watch the Grizzlies. So the team seems to just be pretty close in general, but I think it's been cool to kind of be down here with Jonte and, and get to know him a little bit more. Um, just being being two guys here that are with the Grizzlies and kind of share our stories, our takeaways from things like training camp and the first half of the season, you know. Um, so to be able to talk about that and then see how we'll be able to go back and attack the last 40 games with the Grizzlies. Awesome. For sure, yeah. So, you know, Sean, you've been in Memphis probably since November, but it's not the, it's not the same as other players have gone to experience and adjusting to a new city because you moved here in the middle of a pandemic. So how's it been adjusting to a new city in the middle of a pandemic, especially when you can't like go out as much and really explore the city? Yeah. It, I mean, that's pretty much what it's been for me is I, I've been in Memphis for a while now, but I haven't really gotten to get to see or know Memphis, um, to be honest with you. I live downtown, so I've been able to be, walk around downtown a little bit, but you know, everything's closed. You don't see the people out on Beale Street like I'm sure you normally would. Um, so I haven't got to experience it a ton, but I am looking forward to when things start to open back up and, and kind of experiencing the city and, and get the vibe of Memphis that, that everybody seems to love. And Sean, so when you got here, did uh, any of your teammates kind of, you know, give you, you know, the 411 on like the, the hot spots to go, you know, pick up to go orders or get food or, you know, with everything kind of being shut down and crazy, have you even got to enjoy the full Memphis food experience? No, I haven't. Um, I've, I've gotten some suggestions, but still like, you know, with the NBA protocols that are in place and everything, it's hard to even go out and just sit down and have a meal. So um, I'll, I'll have to explore that also when things open back up, but there are some places that I'm looking forward to, to trying out and um, hopefully uh, they live up to the hype. <laughs> yeah, so those those spots you said you haven't really gotten to go really anywhere with the health and safety protocols. You know, yeah. I was gonna ask for your your favorite spots, but I mean, it sounds like you haven't really gotten to 
you know, go out and really hit those spots that they're suggesting. So what are some of those suggestions that you're looking forward to trying once everything's starting to open back up? Yeah, you know, actually one place that I have had um, is, I think it's called Bedrock. Uh, they have a, a buffalo chicken bowl, macro bowl that's, that's really good. Um, and, and that was a suggestion uh, from, I think, Eric Schmidt. So I, I had that and, and that lived up to the hype. Um, I, I can't even remember. I couldn't even tell you the names of the other places. I'll have to get them again. I didn't worry too much about it, knowing that I probably couldn't go out and enjoy them right now. So I have to get those, uh, get those names again at a later date. For sure. Well, it's about all the time we have here. Brandon, do you have anything else before we close? No, just, you know, working downtown with the, uh, you know, the full-time day job can't confirm bedrock is, really good uh it's, it's a little bit of a walk from my office but it's always well worth it um other than that you know follow me on twitter at bc abraham and a big thanks to sean for coming on the show absolutely big thanks to sean mcdermott for coming on gbb live this week sean do you have anything for us before we wrap up the show no just thank you guys for having me um, i really appreciate it awesome always you're always welcome on the show, Sean. You could find us on Twitter at GBB Live. Follow the blog on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. You can follow me on Twitter at Paca underscore Flocka. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, downloading, whatever you need to do for the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. Find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Grind forth, Grizz Nation. This is GBB Live. <laughs>